It's the state of Victorian greyhound racing and the stories behind the sport. This is RSN 927's Off the Leash. And a very good morning and a welcome to Off the Leash. Trent Mason out with you on this Tuesday morning and joining me as they do each and every week, it's Molly Haynes and Andrew Copley from GRV. Guys, good morning. Uh, welcome. What a big weekend it was. The uh, Nationals, fantastic night out at San, and you were both there. Outstanding. Brilliant night, yeah. Brilliant week. And um, I'll tell you what, <laughs> we're still recovering from that trend. It's, it's huge. Yeah, it was, uh, it was great stuff. The action was hot on the track. We had plenty of uh, events and conferences and awards throughout the week. Um, you've done well to front up here this morning. Let's uh, start with the headline act, though, Tornado Tears. What an absolute megastar this dog is. Uh, you sent off an odds-on favourite in the National Distance Championship on Friday night, and uh, it looked like Rip, Rip and Sam had his chance to run him down, but he just sort of looked at him and said, ah, not tonight, brother, and uh, ran away from him. Yeah, it was funny about that. It was no surprise that Tornado Tears won, but I think what shocked a lot of people was how well Rip and Sam actually began the race. He settled four lengths behind the early leader, Dinah Chancer, the, the third Victorian in the race, but he was well within striking range and drew level with Tornado Tears on the home turn and everyone thought, look, here we go, Rip and Sam, here's your time to shine. But no, Tornado Tears found another gear on the rail and managed to score his seventh win from his past eight starts, 17 from 26 overall, and his prize money now stands at $462,000. Incidentally, it was the 50th running of the National Distance Championship, with Victorians winning on 27 occasions, so continuing our dominance in the NDC. Yep, and he's unbeaten at Sandown as well, although I don't think it really matters where he runs, he he just seems to win everywhere. All right, let's move on to the National Sprint, and... uh, Molly, I noticed, now you're responsible for putting the rundown together, and I just happened to notice, perhaps coincidentally, that you wanted to take the national sprint because you, in fact, tipped the winner, Weston Augie. Well done. Oh, thank you. Look, I, I claimed this all night on Friday night. I'm not going to lie. I, before heading into the sprint, I said to um, Linda Britton and, and the Westons how confident I was this dog was going to um, to go well, and they were like, oh, I don't know, but he did exactly what I expected. He's, you know, hastened slowly, just provided him with that little bit of room and I know how fast this dog is and it was absolutely fantastic to see him do so well I'm not going to lie it was very emotional and it was an absolute dream come true to be able to interview Linda who I worked under for 17 years and um, interview her it was just it was a very very emotional night for me despite having very little connection to the dog but um, I think, yeah, well, it was Haston slowly, I believe, that ran second. And then uh, South Australian Kenley Kenning, Kenny, who finished out placings for the national sprint. But Weston Augie has now taken his record to 21 wins from 34 starts and over $260,000 in prize money. What an effort. No, well done to you. We gave you a little clip a couple of weeks ago after you tipped Rip and Sam <laughs> to beat uh, Tornado Tears, but you've bounced back strongly <laughs> yeah. here, so well done to you. Um, the Nationals, though, it wasn't just about the racing on the track, as I alluded to in the opener there, Andrew. Plenty of action away from the track as well with conferences and, conferences and the like. Yeah, all over Melbourne, in fact, Trent. We had an Integrity in Sport conference over two days and a networking event up at Eureka Tower for all the visitors from uh, overseas and interstate. There was also a, an official launch of Nationals Week. That was at the MCG on Wednesday night with performances from the likes of Mike Brady, Marina Pryor and also Dale Burridge, while the guest lists include Ricky Ponting, Wayne Carey and Boomer Harvey. Outstanding stuff. Um, and uh, on Thursday night, we also had a massive one with the, uh, with the Greyhound Awards being held at the Langham. 
Yeah, that's right. The Australian Greyhound Awards. This was the the celebration of the 2017-18 season. And Fanta Bale did it again for the second year running. She won the Australian Greyhound of the Year. No great surprises there. Trainer of the Year went to Queensland's Tony Brett. Dam of the Year was Aston L, who, of course, is the mother of Aston DB and many others. Sire of the Year is Barsha Bale. And into the Australian Greyhound Racing Hall of Fame, or I should say the Greyhound Club's Australia Hall of Fame, were Frances Colleen, believe it or not, a brood matron from South Australia from way back in the 1920s, and also Victorian administrator, the late Ron Nestor, who has been such a legend for such a long time, and it was great to see, even though Ron couldn't be there on the night, obviously, uh, many of his family were, and it was great to celebrate that night with them. Yep, congratulations to all the winners. Just before we get on to the Cram and Classic, I should have mentioned before, before when Molly was patting herself on the back with uh, Weston Augie, <laughs> I found one a couple of weeks ago, and he won again the other night, Equilibrium, what a star. <laughs> Very good greyhound. huge trend. run, absolutely <laughs> huge run, so good on you, but not quite as good as me, I have to <laughs> say. <laughs> Right, uh, the Cramman Classic. It was the Group Three event held on Saturday night out at Cramman, obviously, and uh, a bit of an upset taking place there. Andrew with Slingshot Hammer claiming the twenty-five thousand dollars first prize over Undisputed Orson Allen third and My Redeemer in fourth. Yeah, quality field here, but I've got to say, Slingshot Hammer paid way over the odds at seven dollars twenty. Have a think about this. So, Slingshot Hammer was the fastest heat winner. He had box one in the final, and he's also trained by one of the best in the business in Robert Britton. So to pay $7.20 is massive overs, and he led all the way from box one, winning in 30.21. Two lengths uh, slower than his heat time, but still a very good time nonetheless. And it's actually the second time in an age-restricted classic uh, during this month that uh, the fastest heat winner has got up at huge odds, because if you wind back the clock a couple of weeks ago in the Warrigal St. Ledger, it was Aston Cometo. Fastest heat winner, then he stepped out in the final, came from last, and won paying $8.20. So, yeah, just something in that for the punters, just maybe to keep an eye out for the fastest heat winner in a final when there is good value on offer. And maybe we should uh, take a lead there for the Hillsville Cup, which is not far away. The next country cup is fast approaching. That is the Hillsville Cup. We've got heats to be run on Sunday, Molly. Yes, the fields aren't out just yet, but they do, They are due to come out tomorrow, so Wednesday afternoon. And from what I gather, Hillsville Greyhound Racing Club manager Cynthia O'Brien has said that there's some interstate interest for this Hillsville Cup, or for the Hillsville Cup heats, I should say. Zoom out and Shepparton Cup winner Peter Gallo raced at Hillsville on Sunday, and I would say that's in preparation for the Cup. Zoom Out was narrowly beaten by a greyhound called Gentle Giant and Peter Gallo won in best of the daytime, clocking 16.56 over the 300 metre distance. So I'm really looking forward to um, what comes out of these Hillsville Cup heats because they're usually very interesting. Alright, good stuff. Let's go have a chat now to Matt Lanigan. It's RSN 927's Off The Leash. Joining us on the line now is Greyhound trainer in Matt Lanigan, who was lucky enough to be the caretaker of WA National Distance finalist Moment to Jive for Sarah Appleton. Welcome, Matt. Thanks for joining us. No worries. Thank you very much for having me. Now, Matt, it's Molly here. There was plenty of hype around Moment to Jive and Sarah Appleton heading into the National national Distance final on Friday night with the duo's heartfelt story shared on Channel 9 News, which is huge for greyhound racing. It must have been so exciting to be involved not only in the production of this news story, but also the preparation of such a special dog to the Appleton family. Yeah, absolutely. Like, um, just to be able to have some... Uh, positive news going around for greyhound racing it was just awesome and um i know that a lot of people around um, from swan hill 
seen it on the news and we were talking about it on Friday morning. So, um, you know, what, what Sarah's been through to, um, to have um, a blood clot and then obviously have a cardiac arrest and, and now to obviously to have a drive that was um, a giveaway and um, to, to what's happened between those two, you know, like you just think about it, just for Sarah, one, to be still here and, and two, for Jive to be, um, like I said, a giveaway and now she's made four Group 1 finals. It's, um, I think they're pretty much made for each other and to be able to play a, a small little part in um, obviously getting Jive over here and, and trying to get in these big races is, is pretty special to us as well and, um, yeah, she means the world to us. Oh, I can imagine now. Moment to Jive, unfortunately, finished fifth behind Tornado Tears, but he is, a ju- he is just a different type of animal, isn't he? Yeah, absolutely. He's, um, he's, he's an absolute freak. I remember when Jive obviously ran second in the um, the Galaxy in Perth and, you know, it was behind Rip and Sam, and I remember thinking then, like, you know, I, I don't know how you can beat this sort of dog, but now um, Tornado Tears, obviously a little brother, he's just, he's just better again, but... Um, I, I tweeted on Sunday morning. It's pretty awesome to be able to race um, against Tornado Tears and team firsthand. But also, it's pretty unlucky that we have to race against him. But um, yeah, he's just a freak. <laughs> he sure is. Now you're no stranger to Group One glory yourself, having trained Zipping Bruiser, Bruiser, I mean, to victory in the Hobart Thousand in 2016 after holding a trainer's license for just three months now that entire ex- experience must have been surreal and to share it with your girlfriend nicole and father gerald must have put the icing on the cake for that situation yeah absolutely it's um like especially now that we look back on it um i know i think we've, i've been in maybe five or six group ones and um that they're hard to get to and they're hard enough to win but um obviously yeah to experience what we experienced that night over in hobart was um it's just something that I'll never forget, you know. I, I was only telling Richard and Sarah on Friday night, like, I don't even, you don't even think about the money or anything like that. The things that I remember the most is, um, like, the feeling after the race and, and spending it with, like I said, all my family. I had, like, my cousin and my uncle there and, and one of our mates. And, um, you know, just the whole night, the whole journey that we went on from going over there. And, um, yeah, it's something that I'll never forget. And um, I'm forever grateful to Bruiser, that's for sure. He's changed our lives, so... Um, it's probably the reason why he, he lives every day on my couch, and yeah, I'm always very thankful to him. Now, Matt, it's Andrew here. Um, you're one of the best young trainers in Victoria. You're in your 20s, based at Swan Hill, quite a few hours from Melbourne, and, and from not really close to any greyhound tracks either. But you and your father Gerald have been quite instrumental in the greyhound racing scene in the past few years. First as owners, and then lately as trainers. Um, however. Your dad's been through a bit of a rough trot lately, uh, being diagnosed with prostate cancer, and I believe the Lanigan Kennels uh, are putting something in place or have put something in place to, to try and help that cause. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, especially the last few weeks since dad's been diagnosed, he, he had his operation um, last Friday, a Friday week ago. So, um, you know, it's been pretty tough and it's um, something that, Obviously, it's made it a lot harder on myself with obviously not having him here because he, he's uh, been down in Melbourne and um, he's obviously got to worry about his health and that's um, 100% what we're all committed to. So, we, um, yeah, look, we just decided that um, we wanted to help out for people um, uh, that have to obviously go through prostate cancer and just to help um, the Prostate Cancer Foundation of Australia to try and um, raise some more money for them. So, 
uh, what we're doing is if um, any of our dogs, any prize money that they win, uh, we're just going to donate 10% of it through until the end of September. So um, hopefully we can win a few races and we can donate some money because yeah, it's, pretty, it's something very special to us and very close to our hearts at the moment. Well, yourself and your dad are pretty active in the social media world. How has the Greyhound racing community embraced this whole concept that, that you're, you've launched? Yeah, it's been incredible, to be honest. Um, unfortunately, since I've started uh, last uh, last Thursday, just before Jive's race, started the, um, the fundraising page. I've had two dogs that have run, and none of them have run a place yet, but um, the rest of um, the people in the Greyhound racing and, and just people in general... Um, I think we've raised so far over $2,300, which um, I actually put up that my goal was just to reach $1,000. So to have people that have donated um, so far, it's just unbelievable. So, And I'm really lucky that I've got a um, few mates at, at Richmond that they've um, they've said that they've donated me a, a, um, a Richmond jumper that's signed by the whole team. So, um, you know, people that have donated more than $20, they're also going to the chance to win one of those. And, Hopefully, Richmond can win the premiership again this year and, and um, the jump will be worth something. But um, it's all going to a really good cause and we're just very thankful for everyone that's donated so far. And Matt, for people who do want to donate to, to your cause, what's the best way to do it? Um, they can look up um, just myself on Facebook or through Twitter. We've obviously through the Lennon and Greyhound kennels. It's all on there. Um, they can also donate um, on the Everyday Hero page. They can just put in Lennon and Greyhound kennels and it's it's all there, and it also says, obviously, about our story that, obviously, um, our dad's being diagnosed with it. And I've also had my two uncles that have had it in the past, and, and Nicole's dad and Papa going through it at the, at the, at the moment at the same time. So, um, like I said, it's something very close to us and, and really important for, um, obviously, guys that are 45, at the age of 45 and, um, and over to go and get checks. So um, that's what it's all about. We're just trying to raise some money for it. Matt, you're doing inspiring things, mate. Thanks so much for uh, joining us this morning on Off the Leash and uh, keep up the great work. No worries. Thank you very much for having me. It's RSN 927's Off the Leash. Oh, that was a great interview with uh, Matt, guys. Great to have him on. Really enjoyed that chat. All right, uh, Watchdog Andrew, any winners for us? Yeah, so the Watchdog had a very good night on Friday. Four winners at Sandown and also four at Tarelgon. Best at Sandown was Cardamom for the Andy Stewart Kennel, paying $3.50, while at Tarelgon, Smart Missile paid $3.60 and Full Tilt paid $3.70. And if you want for your freeform guides and expert selections for all Victorian Greyhound race meetings, simply Google the Watchdog. Time for our Litter of the Week, Molly. You found us the Litter of the Year last uh, week. Who have you got for us this week? Well, not quite Litter of the Year, but still I'm very impressed by this one. It's a Barsha Bale Angie Rocks Litter. And to tell you the truth, I can't believe I haven't picked up on this one um, yet because the litter is, oh, God, I reckon they're about four months old. They're bred by Deborah Mallet, and there's seven pups born in the litter, four males and three females. Angie Rocks was a winner of 13 races from 40 starts, and she made about 120000 in prize money. She ran second in the Group 3 Vic Breeders Maiden Final at the Meadows over the 5.25 in just her third start, and she also ran second in the Group 1 Sapphire Crown at Sandown Park in May of 2015 to Lamia Bale, and that was just her 12th start. She had a couple of starts over the middle and staying distances. She did record one win over the 5.95 metre distance at Sandown. She also recorded seven best-of-the-night times in her career. Now, this Barsha Bale litter is her second. 
Um, the first are almost 12 months old and they're to Brett Lee. And what I really, really like about Angie Rocks is that she has the strength and it's something I really like to see in females that you breed with is strength in lines because the more 500 meter plus dogs we get, the, the better because I really do enjoy watching these greyhounds race over the longer distances. Okay, nicely done. Now time for your Gap Dog of the Week. Yes, Joffa. He raced under the name Joffa's Old Boy. He's been in the Gap Kennels for 205 days. He is currently the longest resident there. Now, Joffa is available at our Mavericks and Mischief Makers Adoption event, which is which is a day to give the square pegs trying to fit into the round <laughs> holes a chance at finding a new home. Now, it's this Saturday, September 1 at Seymour. The adoption event is from 10 till 2 p.m. Now, your dogs are welcome to come along so they can, of course, meet, and it's a great chance for them to try out possibly their new roommate. But this is a great event to give the greyhounds a chance who have, you know, been overlooked in the past, you know, a chance at, at a really good home. But registrations, like all adoption events, are essential, so make sure you log on to gap.grv.org.au. 205 days, that's far too long for Joffa. Get amongst it, people. Go and adopt a greyhound today. You won't regret it, trust trust me. Guys, we're out of time. Thanks so much for uh, joining me. We'll do it all again next week. Absolutely. Thanks, Trent. Want to hear Off the Leash again? It'll be up on iTunes, on Facebook and on the podcast page at rsn.net.au.